Thank you for listening to Bluebells Forever podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Lewis. This interview with Tim Johnson Delato was recorded to be on our Patreon page for our patrons only in the Circle Back series where I go back and do a second interview with guests I've had on previously. This one was so much fun, I just wanted a chance to share it with more people. So have a listen to Tim Johnson Delata. And here, as we go second interview with people, we get to go a little deeper, a little more, and hear how they're doing now. If you're interested in being a patron and supporting the work, we are Bluebells Forever podcast on patreon.com. And you can pick different tiers to support and have the option to listen to the Circleback episodes to hear more of each guest story. Thank you and enjoy this wonderful story. Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. So I'm b- back with Tim Johnson. Delata. Del- Del- Wait, I'm say that wrong. Del- I practice it and then I get on for each person. Okay. Like, totally especially when I got like a Russian name. I'm like, okay, practice still comes out wrong. And I told you before we came on, I listened to, to everybody's episode before I re-interview because I want to make sure like, what do we say? I, and I told you, I was on a hike and I was doing this beautiful drive along the coast and I was just listening to yours. It was just the perfect place to listen to it. And I was so excited to talk to you again, because I love that interview so much because we really got into deeper things and we've talked about, we both live in that place. And so I think, like we said, the interviews are changing too, because I think at first we're like, oh, we're supposed to tell about all the wonderful fun stories and the audition stories, which are all so important, but the humanity of these performers, which, you know, you put this facade kind of out on stage and it's so interesting to see the real person and also how much we've changed since those days. So you've probably changed a lot, even since our last interview, because of we, it went out in August, which means I probably did it in July. Cause I was like, we did it of, at the, uh, right at the beginning of summer. So I yeah. think we recorded right before, right after Memorial day. So it was right at the end of May, right at the beginning of June. And life has changed. Like we were saying like oh the beginning of beginning of COVID it's like, we got this halfway yeah. through like, Oh shit. Now we're like, yeah. Oh, everything is, I thought is, is my life. <laughs> um, well, first off, my mom and grandmother are doing really well. Like, I remember last we spoke, I worked out with them six months straight. So wake up, meditation, workout, made them lunch, and poured it to them. Um, I am in a relationship. Me and my girlfriend have been together four months, and it's been amazing. Like, I've been single for seven years, so it's, like, really weird. Um, college, I got into university, so I've second semester as a freshman at JCSU, which is an HBCU uh, dance major, which is crazy. Um, Yeah, so I'm sitting at a 3.8. So life literally went, I found out I had three siblings. Life really happened. We have to go back on all We spoke, life, I turned 35 in September. And two weeks before my 35th birthday, my biological father told me I had three other siblings. Um, that me and my brother had no idea about. So I flew to Vegas and met my sister um, November of last year. Uh, Like when I tell you the last, since we last spoke, my life has went, oh, I'm a 35 year old, no longer the youngest brother. You know, I'm a middle child now. Uh, So that's hilarious. Um, Just a lot, like a lot. I got a new tattoo. Um, Oh my gosh. I know it's beautiful. It's the stars. So just for me, I couldn't imagine, 
I listened to our episode as well and I went, wow, I have a whole nother life. Because <laughs> uh, you were, what were you doing before? Because you were still doing some of the same things. But yes, I was teaching dance, but I had not gotten my acceptance letter to college. Uh, and we had just finished our recital because we stopped dance early because of COVID. So I hadn't taught since March. And March 1st, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started my first class again. So it's been a almost like life was on pause. A lot of other life happened and now life is picking up, but not the way it ended, if that makes sense. Yeah. So <laughs> how about, what made you even decide to apply for college? Because you are, you're teaching dance, you're a professional dancer and so you're also cool. not 18 years old. So there's definitely probably different motivations. Are you ready for this? This is the most acidine thing in America, but because of all of my experience and what I still do, I can't teach at the collegiate level without a degree. So I have 21 years of paid professional experience, but because I never went to an institution for dance, um, my experience doesn't matter. It's like one, one college in America, it said, why don't you just go to school for six months and get your um, associates or two years and get your associates and we could hire you on the spot. That's not on the spot. She was like, you should just get your degree in education or something. And I'm like, you're telling me that everything I did as a performer doesn't matter because I want to teach at the collegiate level. I need a degree. And going into college, I was like, this was something that was on my spirit for two years. And I was like, I'll be 35 this year. This was last year. And I was like, let me apply. And so I applied to Johnson C. Smith because my last name was Johnson and it had my high school colors of blue and gold. And the admissions office asked me, uh, why did you want to go here? And I told them that and they were like, that's it? I'm like, yeah, it doesn't take much for me. It was too simple. <laughs> my last name is Johnson. That's Johnson C. Smith. Uh, my Thanks. school colors are blue and gold. Y'all school colors is blue and gold. It was serendipitous. So oh my gosh. That was my decision. And Let that's my Because I have a dance studio and I, um, I get people's resumes that want to teach. And there's sometimes an argument. Like I, you know, somebody's worked in LA and danced with like Janet Jackson. Someone has a college degree like a master's in dance and like yeah. sh who should get paid more like you know what it's like if you're a good teacher you're going to bring people in yeah. and I have worked with people who are dance majors that shouldn't be teaching and okay, so that argument for me not even in a small town just as I took COVID and reached my fingers out to artists that I've known um, especially with this what we did with our last interview just asking questions of people who's either lived my journey as a traveling performer or got their master's and bachelor's in dance and what they're doing. And for me to hear someone go from high school to college dance and then go and buy a studio and teach sounds beautiful, but to, to downplay someone who left their hometown and never went back to say what you did wasn't okay. It's kind of yeah. like a smack in the face, but I yeah. realized like, that's really what the education system in the United States is um, because I could go any other country and with my experience teach at the collegiate level. Yeah. Well, and then you also get the benefits and the pay and the retirement that you don't get any other way as a performer. Like you're done at 35, your body quit. You sorry. So was, at 35, my Dean of dance at my school is younger than me. Both of my professors are in their twenties and their claim to experience is they went to college and got their bachelor's and then got a job teaching at a, a, you know, at a university in dance. And one of them was like, oh, I was on a dance team in college. And I went, not even as a diss, but as a, 
you're the dean of performing arts in a college and you're younger than me and have no real world experience. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? In the sense of um, not even a dance company. You went to college, got your degree and then got hired as a professor. And so for me, it was a, okay, okay. Like I'll do this this way until I can find another way. And college has been beautiful. It's been a, oh, I see why I didn't go at 18. I wouldn't have made it. I would have dropped out. This would have been a waste of money. But at 35, it was like, I love this five page essay. Yes, I'll give you five pages on who I am. Like, is this all you want? So we had reflection page papers every other week. And it was just reflecting on my, and it gave me the chance during COVID to reflect on my 35 years of life. Like, oh, you want a five page paper on where I see myself after high school? Here's where I was after high school. Right. You know? <laughs> and so it's a beautiful. Well, there's something too about how life experience, I actually wanted to go into counseling. I didn't even get a BA. I left right out of high school and danced in Vegas and did my professional. I didn't do any college, but I'm like, I wish I could, why do I have to do home ec? And why do I have to do this? Like, I just wanted to do this. And I, there's a school here in Seattle. It's a um, psychology school, theology mm -hmm. and psychology. And they will take you in on life experience for a master's. And I'm like, I'm a mother. I'm a business owner. I dance professional. I've traveled the world. Does that not count for anything? And anything. They actually, but there are some schools. There's only four schools that do that. That college, uh, Cornish, uh, in Seattle as well, the University of Arts in Philadelphia in Ohio State. Ohio State will hire, you can, not hire, you can go and start your master's program with life experience. You don't have to get your BA first or your BFA first. And it was like, there's only four places in America that allows experience to be more than just, if the same was true for tech, the CEO didn't go to college. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it's a, oh interesting when it comes to the arts, how they tell us to go and see the world and be artists, but then only in America we're shunned for going and seeing the world to be an artist. And then we have to start over to yeah. be better artists. Like, oh, you got to go to college and start from year one to, to give me year four, at least. Like, right. I fought with my counselors and my, um, what they call them, my advisors, to give me concert dance three instead of concert dance one. She was like, but you need to take it as a foundation class. I said, I'm going to send you my resume. Right. Like, I really don't need concert dance one. And she literally was like, oh, my apologies. I had to talk to the dean. She said, it's okay. And I was like, wow. They, they was trying to put me in ballet one and concert dance one. And I was like, no, I'm paying $9,000 a semester. There's no way. I took ballet one 20 years ago. Right. And did um, it on stage. Well, there's also so many things like when you're 18, like for some people, their first year of college, they're just hungover. Yeah, you know, well, I got it. Like I, me and terms last November, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to see the kids realize like, oh, Tim's not our age. Like one of the girls was like, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, sleeping, watching. <laughs> she's like, how old are you? And I was like, 35. And she was like, you look our age. I thought you were like 21. And I was like, oh, that is so sweet. I love you guys. No, I'm here for the A so I can one day be a professor and not in four years, in like one or two. I'm not taking four years for this journey. So it was, it was so humbling to, I love dance class. I love being in class virtually. It's weird, like we talked about. Um, but I've never been on that end as an adult. You know, we've had choreography, we've had uh, master classes or seminars as adults, but in my professional life, the last time I took a class where like I was actively a student student and not like, oh, a peer, it was, it's mm. been 
15, 20 years that I was like, I'm in here getting full on instructions and I'm here for it. Like I was like warm. I would drink my tea every morning. Like, all right, what we learning today? So, yeah. I, lo- I love that. There's so many things I want to, I just, I Tell think me, if you're because prof- okay. <laughs> we when you have a professor who kind of starts young mm-hmm. like you're working out your ego yeah. you're working out you know like okay here's the way you do things but you've lived the life and I just think what you will add to that is you have the life experience of being a professional like auditions all that stuff is valid but you also your healing that you've done in your own self and how you are mature enough in your ego to be a teacher Cause there's a lot of toxic things that happen in these institutions around the yeah. ego and yeah. the way you have done so much work and how, just when you talk about how you work with women and teens and on the young people, yeah. we, we need more of that at the college level. Cause that's where my heart, I, the college age is like they my really heart. I'm doing They're, a meditation with them. I'm trying to plan for April for my college. Cause I can feel the anxiety and depression on these kids. Like, like I told you before we started, we have a Zoom call as a group, and you can hear an 18 year old or 19 year old say they haven't touched the dance stage since 2019. That's two years ago now. So that's a that's a heaviness that I don't know what that's like. So it's like, hey babies, let me just say it'll get better, even if it's not the same, even if it like wasn't like it was. Um, I've been doing a lot of outside things, like the weather's breaking, so I'm doing an outside meditation with the locals. Like, hey, get far enough apart, bring your yoga mats. You know, if you're more than six feet apart, take your mask off. We'll be outside during sunrise because I it has to change. And it took this for the, everything needs to change. Education, arts, how we communicate, um, how we see the world. And a lot of that has already like somebody was behind us called uh, Evolution and they pushed us last year uh, and they smiled because sometimes we got to fall to go to rise. And I think like we keep saying last year was a lot of looking in the mirror going, ugh. And not just ugh in a bad way, but ugh in a, I can't do this no more. Like, I love you, I wish you well. Hey, come get your kid. Hey, I want a divorce. Hey, I want to get married. Like, it was a, a wake up call like, oh, I don't want to do this no more. I want to do something for me that's self-full and not selfish. Oh, I like you. Can you say what you just said with parents are like about their own, their own teenagers? Oh, like, let me tell you, last year, oh, you, I could see it. Everybody was like, ugh, I really do got a shitty kid. I, I, <laughs> I want to say, one of my friends literally gave one of our, her teachers a $50 gift card. She was like, I apologize. Like, my kid <gasps> ass, and I had no idea. Like, yeah, you got an entitled kid. Yeah, your kid, but that's a reflection of you, so do the work. Like, right. Like, show up more. Those kind of things have been doing this all since COVID, it made people, like I said, uh, without war, it made people sit down and appreciate what they need to appreciate and let go what they've been holding on to. Like, you really still mad at your mom? She'd been dead 20 years. Like, Mm. let it go, you know? Or you mad at your father that he don't accept you, but you happily married to your partner? Like, move forward. So it's it's been a, and people didn't realize it was until they got it. They was like, oh shit, I took a breath. I took a lot of weight off of me. I'm happier. This is better. So yeah. I go for walks and I'm like, was that tree there before? How have I walked this neighborhood? There's one tree. It's just a spirally thing. And I've walked by and all of a sudden I went, 
Yeah, because you've been tunnel vision. You've had such. I'm thinking about work, school, groceries. It's my kids okay? And it took a. It took a. Hey, take your glasses off. Look around. And a lot of people did that. Step outside. uh, Breathe. Um, And a lot of people had to either let go or realize they were holding on. Like, I need therapy. Yes, yes, you do. I have I have five therapists. Reach out, you know, and I did that a lot last year, not in a judgmental way, but I heard a lot of people reach out without reaching out. You know how yeah. not my generation or your just how people in the world are like, I'm good. And I already told you, I hate one word answers. So it's like, are you good? No, I just want to talk to somebody, but I don't want to feel judged. I know a therapist, you know, that'll give you what you need. Um, and it's just been beautiful to see a generation of people, which is for me, everybody who's breathing right now, take a breath and go, I need you. Oh, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I need you. And not in a, hey, call me every day, reach out every week, but in a, we needed this because we don't know what this is gonna do to someone who needs it. Cause I need this, you need this, which is why we rescheduled, uh, mm-hmm. why we made this happen again, almost a year later. But also the conversation's different because now that we've seen each other, we I've looked through your eyes. I've went through your social media. I've listened to your other podcasts to hear what you talked about with other people. Um, that makes me smile to hear your evolution as well as let's go backwards. Let's, let's talk about how we got here and then go 2022 is next year. What the hell? We're in a sci-fi <laughs> movie. <laughs> like, you can, I'm only 35 and I'm like, 2025, I'll be 40. That's a movie title, like Blade <laughs> Runner. Like I am in a movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whoever you end up being, and if you end up being a professor, if that's your thing, you are going to be amazing because I, that, I guess in my heart is for those college kids, you've left your family, you've left that identity. Like you're trying to figure out who you are and then yeah. you're being critiqued and danced, but you're learning at the same time. And it's this mix of all the stuff yeah. that when somebody can like offer space, I don't know if it's, I, some people say safe place. And I heard someone say, there's really no such thing, but there's brave space. Ooh, whoever said and that, tell them I love them. I, I need to find that because I feel like <laughs> when I've done small groups where we go into our story, we go into some deep stuff. And when someone said safe and, and I heard them like, actually, no, it's not safe. If you bring up the stuff, we may react wrong our shit's going to get triggered. And it's like, we can be brave in that. And like, okay, this didn't go well. Mm-hmm. How do we do this different? So like, yeah. So I just think what in that kind of institution where you're vulnerable as an artist, yeah. but to have somebody with maturity that's doing the work and to bring the arts. And also we've talked about race. Yeah. And I just think like there's in college, like you learn dance history, but it's done very formulaic. And like, you've lived what that is like on, on the stage as a teacher. And so you, if you bring experience and what you see is change and where the change needs to be, instead of like, here's some history, Bill Bojangles, here's another person there. We're good. We did our, we did our job. You know, it's the fact that you bring that up. It's just like, so our midterm for dance, my Dean of dance and two out of the three professors aren't black. And I go to HBCU. I'm listening to girls last week. It was so crazy. You bring this up last week today in class, because today's my midterm. One of the dancers go, who's Martha Graham? <laughs> Did you fall over? Literally. I said, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I had to unmute. I had to mute myself on Zoom. Um, and my professor, the one black professor, she looked and she goes, 
are you serious, baby? And I unmuted myself and I said, just let me have this tangent. And my professor was like, go ahead, Mr. Johnson. And I was like, for me, I'm paying $9,000 every six months to learn from an HBCU black dance, concert dance, and the fact that these girls who've been in college as long as I have right now, have no idea who Catherine Dunham or Martha Graham or Garth Fagan, and they only know Alvin Ailey. They haven't been taught some of our foundation. I said, I'm pissed. And she was like, you have a reason to be. I was like, my dean of dance is a 31 year old white woman who's not teaching black kids black dance. And she was like, are you okay? I said, I am now. And I already, cause I already sent the email, you know, and I was very adamant. I know, I know the, <laughs> I know the register and the, and the people at JCSU are like, oh my God, he's serious. Like the first week I was like, what are we doing? I need more information. Tell me more because not just because I'm paying for it, but because if I was 18, I wouldn't have had the, the courage. I was brave in other places. I wouldn't have been brave enough to be like, this is what I require because I'm paying y'all. But now that I'm old enough, and I'm like, um, no, this is not okay. We need something different. And the professors was like, you're right. We apologize, blah, blah, blah. For me, that was a you have to meet injustice eye level and not in a long story short, after me and your conversation, I realized how much wasn't being said about uh, racism, racism in general in the arts, uh, a lot that was just assumed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting having to stand up to I felt 18 or 19 at Disney World again. Like, no, this is not okay. And these girls didn't know better. So who would have stood up for them if I wasn't in class that day? You know? Yeah. Uh, So it was kind of an aha moment. Like, oh, I needed to be in college in this moment. This wouldn't have been me 20 years ago. This had to be me in this moment for this reason. Uh, And it was a purposeful reason. It wasn't angry. I wasn't, I was pissed. And then I was like relieved. Cause it was like our midterm is on Pearl and Catherine Dunham. And so it required these girls and our teachers to look deeper. Who are these people, you know, as opposed to the names that they tell us and not just the black or white ones, but the general ones. Like we all know of these people, but we want to know who these people are. Mm-hmm. Like, more people should know who Fluffy is like in her contribution to the arts. And so only people who know, know. Like, right. you know, Fluff, because we all worked with her at one point. But a lot of people are like, who? And you're like, huh? You don't know somebody, exactly. <laughs> well, somebody even said, like, Don Arden was probably one of the best producers. And people know Fosse in this. But he has nowhere in this, like, his contribution to these kind of shows. It's, yeah. like, not considered dance. I mean, they, you're working against that. You're working against race. You're working against, like, what is the snobbery of just high yes. arts. And yes. And P- a- can we just say you have a rainbow behind your right shoulder and it's so beautiful. It's so I beautiful. Have, I have a prism in my window and this uh-huh. is, I have, I have to tell my little story. I did, I don't know, if you know who, um, Elizabeth Gilbert wrote Eat, Pray, Love and she does a lot of writing on imagination uh-huh. and it was supposed to be in person but we did online with Rob Bell. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. But they, ha- I have to share the story for everybody because they, yes. they said, imagine you have a healthy family where someone could walk in and confront you. And we went, oh, Oh, but they said, imagine that fear walked in and wants to say, I'm fear. And here's what I want to tell you. And we would, you write your name, dear Sherry, I'm fear. Here's what I want to say. And you just free write all the stuff and people would share and like our body, like the tension in our body. 
but she said, we all have a lot of the same fears. I'm going to lose somebody I love. I'm going to be, I'm going to die alone. I'm going to run. I mean, we have a lot of the same fear. And then she said, imagine enchantment walked in and wants to tell you, Tim, I'm your enchantment. Here's what I want you to know. I love it when it's not just like, I love pizza. And mine was about during COVID the way the light comes in my window. It's different in the winter. It's different in the fall. It's different. And it hits a different place and it will hit like on my, my daughter's art painting will Uh hit it. I stop and go, this is my enchantment. And she said, whatever is the fear thing, your enchantment is uniquely yours. Uh So I go, when I go for walks, I'm like, I want to be enchanted. And that's where I go that daffodil wasn't there yesterday or look at the yes. way the, that dewdrop is hanging on the tree and so just the fact that it's right there right when it's we're right off your shoulder when you look back you're going to be like oh wow like it's right there <laughs> and i've been noticing it when you talk i was like it's bright it's so bright i love it i love it i love it and that's yeah that in thing of enchantment i go that's seriously what got me the podcast has been a huge thing for getting through covid and not just getting through i feel healthier and happier than and i think the word content in such a different way. So the fact that light, like I look out my window, I'm like, oh my and gosh, that. Not even to correct you, not content, uh, purposeful. You seem purposeful in your everything. Like the, that's, you purposefully look and was like, you see wonder in the world again, which yeah. as we get older, that's something that they do take from us. The world takes our wonder, but artists hold on to it a little longer than most people who work a nine to five and don't get the wonder of the world, like being backstage does for us or yeah. being a costume does for us, or now at this stage, creating for others. Like, I'm in my studio now with a notepad, like, where do I want this journey to go in May? You know, what do I want to put on the kids? Because they're, to say that, last week, one of my girls go, Mr. Tim, I love this piece. And I was like, do you love it because you miss dancing? You're just happy to be out the house? Or do you love it because you're falling in love with dance because you had to? And she was like, I'm gonna sit down, I need a minute. But at the end of class, she was like a bit of both. I missed, yeah. I didn't realize how much I missed dance being away from y'all and my friends until I didn't have it. As well as I really love dance now that I realize how much I missed it. And it's kind of like, we go through that as artists in our older years, like, oh, I quit dance because I, I, I fell out of love with it, as I told you. But to fall back in love with something that's right now we've been taking for granted that it's like, oh, now we miss being in the studio running late, you know, feeling <laughs> the, the ball of our feet on the wood or the marble. Like it's a, it's a, oh, the Marley floor. It's a different feeling now. Like is the Zoom call, is my internet going to be okay? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm happy that in this moment, my girls and my boys are like aware that this is not normal, but also Let's take advantage of it now that we know it may not be long. Who knows if we go back into lockdown? So when they're here, they're here early. They want to do the countries. They're like, hey, can you send us the music so we can practice at home? And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, Oh, wow. So it's like a thank you. But also, I hate that it had to get to this place of they need it. But this generation is like so fragile with what's, what's going on right now. We think we got it bad. Imagine going through puberty and this happened and you couldn't call your friends or be around. Like, yeah. this, I had to take that step back because I was very, um, I was very like, listen, 2020 happened to all of us. I need a minute. But it was like, yeah, but you're not 18 or 16 going through this minute. You've, you've had enough time with yourself to process emotions differently. Like imagine an eight-year-old not being able to ride his bike with his friends or her friends for a year. 
the, the communication is no longer the same. You have to find new friends or your friends have changed. That's easy for a 35 year old, but a 10 year old or a 13 year old or a 16 year old, like that's, this generation won't be the same. It'll have to be a constant, hey, you guys are loved to keep going and not in a coddling way, but in a, y'all going through a lot in years that are already a lot. Like yeah. I hated middle school. So I couldn't imagine going through middle school virtually with other people. Like my mom in the background cooking or, or, or like right. uh, mom go somewhere. So it's a self-care. I, I lean into it so much. Like, Oh my God, I need a weekend. I'll rent a hotel and just turn my phone off. Yeah. And that's like when you have to lead by example, when teachers are telling kids to do this, but you're burnt out and because everything's harder on online, it's like a different kind of fatigue. There's a, a woman I interviewed, Nat- Natalie um, Ohayan. She's in uh-huh. Perth and they were really separated anyway. So they got to go back way earlier than the rest. Right. But the way she taught, I think I've told the story too many times, but it's one of my favorites. She said that the kids came in and they kind of had that like, ah, 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 they're happy and they're crying and they're scared, everything all at once. And so she sat them down. They were younger. I love the story. She goes, it's like, and I can't do an Australian accent, but basically like the monkeys are all naughty and they're throwing the bananas everywhere and they're throwing their poo at everything. And she said, that's what anxiety And She said, you just sit your naughty monkeys down and you give them a banana you give them something sweet to focus on because she said like they want a hug but they weren't sure if they could they were so happy to be in so you're watching them like feel everything all at once yeah, and like, like like how help <laughs> help yeah and they're so happy to see the teachers i had a because we've been open mo- we've been off and on like we've been seattle closed down but we've been in small classes Right. And some people are just coming back in and they're happy to be there, but they're like kind of scared. And then they move and they come out like, oh, my God. like I they didn't, didn't realize how much they needed to have space, but also to dance with other bodies in the room and just to feel like I'm not alone. And so like, oh, we are doing not just dance class. We're doing therapy. We're doing community. We're doing lay on the floor. And now they don't even argue with me because I look two songs of meditation at the beginning of class always. Now they're like, Mr. Tim, can we turn bro flights off? Yes, please, please, please do. Lay there, shut up. Like, and also, yeah, I don't have to ask. Even with the women, my adult women are like, ooh, I need to relax my shoulders and let my fingertips. I'm like, yeah, thank you. Like it's a, we're becoming more conscious of what we need here. And that's what's like overwhelmingly beautiful for me, but also like, uh, I've been anxious last week. I canceled class because of the storms and I needed a week. I had just finished a lot of my heavy midterms. And I was like, I need to lead by example. Like you just said, I was like, uh, cast is canceled Friday. I love you all. I'll see you next week. Be great. Happy spring equinox. Like, who, you know? And it was like, we need it. And the reset is resetting this. And I think that's what's been more difficult than anything else. Not helping our kids or virtual learning or helping the virtual ones as learning or losing loved ones. It's been the going inward. Are you okay? And it's like, no, I'm really not. I'm still holding on to that bully from from when I was 13. Like, am I really that ugly? And it's like, whoa, that's that's heavy and distant. What made that come about? It was like, I was watching this TV show and I realized I'm lonely and I'm still blaming this person. And I'm like, yeah, keep going. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and, and that is what we all kind of need now that 
aha moment after aha moment because last year gave us one or two if we were looking and then it spiraled. Like, oh, I jumped down the rabbit hole of who I am. This year was like, so did you jump or were you at the top leaning out of fear? Which when you brought up fear, it made me shake because I don't know if we talked about it, but fear had two meanings when I was younger. It was forget everything and run or face everything and rise. And I would always hear it like, hey, you can look at fear two ways, forget everything and run or face everything and rise. Which one you wanna live in? Cause fear is everywhere. It's how you see it. And I was like, <gasps> like I wanna rise. And so it was that face everything and rise. Like look, kind of like the look death in the face. And it's like, yeah. mm, look life in the face. Yeah. Like look life in the face and live. Like I'm about to do this. I'm about to, I'm about to just jump and I know I can fly. Not believe, but I know I can fly. So it's kind of like a uh, breath of fresh air. Yeah. Ah. That would be interesting, like after you had them meditate for a couple songs, because I had some some of my dancers do a free write. They wrote it because I with the class I did, we didn't do any movement. It was just a nice exercise to fill I make your body. The free journals. <gasps> Because then you free write and then I had them read it and notice what where they felt in your body. Like, oh, it's already been in there. And so I had to move that way, like what fear feels like. Oh, and then really? I had them write the in the um, enchantment and what they mm -hmm. felt in their body. And then they move that. And I'm like, we if it's not in our body, it's just in our head. It doesn't change the makeup of our anxiety. And so That'd just to right. feel like to watch how people dance with enchantment. Like mm -hmm. I had one lady just said enchantment. It's in my girl's giggles. And she just started crying and we all cried with her. Like the enchantment oh. was more like, it felt like it was connecting. Cause Oh yeah, that's different than mine. Mine is the sunbeam on my window and going to Bermuda and listening to the parrotfish crunch the coral where I actually am laughing into my snorkel, which yeah. then makes me almost drown. But it's like, that's mine. That's like my special thing of that's like, this beautiful thing that everybody can have, but like, what is it that speaks to you that draws you out of that fear instead of just in your head? But does the power of movement, I think people are taking it now. Like, I'm just going to go do work on my fuetes in class. Like I need to move my body because I'm holding the whole world. <sighs> so I'm curious. Really, you just got me taking notes uh, with <laughs> and fear in the body, feeling in the body. So uh, when, when, when you talk to me again, it'll be incorporated into my class. Cause that's, that's literally epic. Like, I felt what you were saying when, like, yeah, yes. Like the enchantment and moving through, feel, feeling it in the body. I haven't had to improv as an artist <laughs> in so many years that in class a month ago, she we had a, a Brazilian uh, substitute come in. And she taught a master class and she literally was like, no, no, no. Walk around the room for two way counts and then live for two way counts. And I was like, but what do you mean? What do you need? And she was like, live. And I'm, and, and I literally kept unmuting like, yeah, yeah. But like, do you want upper body, lower body? Do you want us on the ground? And she literally was like, live. And I was like, okay. And it was such a, I couldn't imagine feeling that free as an artist just like not worried about if my toes was pointed or where I was going next, but in the sense of, okay, shit, Tim, let go. Like you talk about it, be about it. And it had been so long since I had moved with it as opposed to, hey, sit down, breathe. It was like, no, 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 move through your breath. And I was like, I'm an artist and this is like a light bulb. Yeah. And I lived for like four A counts and she was like, Mr. Johnson, that's enough. And I was like, oh, my bad. 
like it w- it went from two to four because I could just I was so lost in music that I was like I haven't been here in years I haven't been that open to 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 fear I wasn't that I hadn't been that fearless in a while yeah. So, yeah. Well, there's something in the shows we did, you had to match everybody, you know, and then as a teacher, and so you don't really get to have your time. So that was actually so, that made me cry because it was so beautiful. Like it was, it was so beautiful for me that I was like, I love you so much for this. Thank you so much. Like it was a, I was sweating and I was like, oh my God, this isn't like the feeling of ships or the feeling of Vegas or the feeling of taking class. This was like a, go ahead. I give you permission. Here's the music. <laughs> Do what you want with it. And I was like, oh, what, what do, do I you do? want? And she was like, I don't care. And I'm like, the ain't I was the anxiousness of my body was like, I can live if it's like something I know, but the music was no words. So I couldn't even grasp. I had to live. There was no lyrics. So I couldn't dance to the music. It was like, nope, it's waiting on you. Pick a beat, go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm what you have brought me with enchantment and fear. It it speaks to what I've been going through. And I think what the masses have been going through, like what if we were told we were enchanted? Enchanting. Look at the world. Yeah, it's all there for us. We just have been, um, oh my gosh, my brain. When I do that improv too, I only put an instrumental because sometimes the song will tell you how to feel. And then like, you don't go to where you actually would have gone. Okay, I had so many other thoughts on that. That was so good. Oh, I know. I the school that I went to, the Seattle school, I did a certificate program on abuse and trauma, and it was intense. But then because of that, we got to audit classes at the college. I couldn't afford to go there. So I would audit and I didn't take notes because I had no assignments. I didn't have to write a paper. I'd watch the the younger ones that are writing, like what's on the test, what was my paper, what I'm supposed to write. And it was so good to just sit back and learn for the sake of learning. I wasn't being graded on. And then we would do like group uh, effort things, you know, like a project, which was fun. But I also like, oh, you guys probably don't want me in your group because I'm not going to do the homework because I'm here just to soak it in. (laughs) So I just kind of, it is just such a different thing at this stage of life because, you know, the first part you're just like, I got to work, I got to get my next job. And then to sit back and kind of go, what the hell was that is, is kind of a good question because <laughs> some of it's so beautiful, but like, what, what if I could go back and just live one of those days as embodied as I am now? And I just a, experience I it. This. this is such an amazing moment. Two nights ago, I had dreams of who I would have been if I could go back on cruise ships with the mindset I have now. Like if I could be that fool, like I am now, if I could pour into me then as we talk about and I was just shaken by who I was at 22 and 23 and eight contracts on ships later. And I was like, who I could have been if I knew then what I know now, which that saying, as I get older, really pisses me off. Like, if I knew then what I knew now, and it's like, yes, of course you would have done things differently. Like, duh, you have experience. Yeah. But like, I would have just whispered, keep going. You, There's no timeline. Like, because like you said, my, our, we were told, by a certain age, you good and done. Yeah. And I thought I didn't have it ingrained in me until I realized when I really stopped dancing right before 30. It was like, oh, this is, I got, I'm done. I'm gonna be that old guy. And then it, I'm looking now and I'm like, I'm finer than I was when I was 22. So I'm like, what? My body is, I know my body more than I did when I was just 22, whacking my leg because I was flexible. Like, 
I know me now that I'm like, yeah, you're not getting this full about my unless 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 I have to. Right. Like, no. <laughs> well, you so post that. I I love when you post you dancing, and you've got some twerking and all that. I'm like, oh my oh. gosh, he he looks amazing. But you're not showing off. I think you know, like sometimes like, oh, I got to show that I can do it, or I'm not going to do anything. Oh. It's like I'm going to dance where I'm at. But it also that that opens up the freedom for the people in the classes. That's so good. They are so happy that I'm a man who's so free. And I'm like, I learned from y'all. Like, I remember growing up in a studio full of women who just seemed so, uh, uh, you know? And, and I see how now my baby, and it's such a humbling moment when I, I stop teaching and I see all my girls like, Mr. Tim, that was amazing. And I'm like, girl, I'm I'm out here with the knee brace on. I just put ice out. <laughs> but to hear the babies go, they're like the, and for me, it's, it's so weird to hear the 16-year-olds, the teenagers, really, like, because their generation is so judgmental and they're so, in, not entitled, they're so aware without the moral compass. Like, they know so much, but they have no experience. They just know it. Oh, I know yeah. what this is. And it's like, yeah, but you ain't lived it. So you only heard of it. So it's like a, to get that. Mr. Tim, that was amazing. I like your choreography and, and I miss class. And I'm like, that's what's up. I make my sister breathe at night. And I'm like, yeah. Like that's oh that, that's the reach one. Once you've reached one, I'm like, oh, we good. I'm about to retire and move to an island. Like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> so do you know what, because you said you know, you're going to go through this year for recital or the end of the year and you're going to do school for another, so, you don't know yet. So I've decided in June, I'm going to start over. Um, I want to relocate. Uh, I was looking at either out of the country or to an island just for nine months to a year. I've saved enough. I've, I've, I've checked all my boxes. I've helped out my family. My nephews know who I am. And so I'm thinking by summertime, I really want to take a eat, pray, love, or um, oh. just a moment uh, outside of artistry. Like, I don't want to go travel as a dancer. I don't want to go travel as a guru. I want to go. And, and be, and I don't have the obligation to stay any one place anymore. Like my nephews are old enough to know me. My mom and grandmother are healthy enough that they have a health regimen if they want it. Um, they have a whole booklet of workouts that all the six months we worked out together, I wrote them out, put it in a booklet, stapled it together here. So I think for me, it's a, I've done enough. I owe no one what happens next, but me type energy. Oh. Um, and it was such a, Huh. It was such a hard shit. I was like, oh my God, I got this off of me. Like, it was like a, oh, I'm going. You know, uh, COVID showed me that I, I really have poured into everybody. And I owe it to myself, whatever I do next, to do it for me. And not for the, I, I traveled the world as an artist for me, but by proxy for my family, because they loved it. Um, I got into holistic medicine for me, but by proxy my tribe, so they can also heal and get in balance. Um, I teach so I can help them, but by proxy, it, it gives me a moment to pour into the future. I've done all that. We've been here, you know, and, mm -hmm. and to say all that's off the bucket list. I'm like, yeah, now I can go, maybe go to Africa for two months, maybe go to Europe and backpack for a month. The things that I couldn't do because I was an artist when I was in my 20s and I didn't want to do because I was already living my dream. But now I want to do... Uh, normal people shit like I want to yeah. I want to I go to Costa Rica and not get off a cruise ship I want to go and like drink for a couple of days and hike 
and I want to go to, you know what I mean? Like I, and now I have the space. I'm, I don't have children and the world is changing. So flights are cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's so many people that wait till they retire and then your body's not going to take you on much of a hike. And we've seen oh, that now. in zips, you know, the yeah. 80 year olds who's trying to do zip lining. And it's like, uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't want to be that person that's on a 12 day cruise that can't enjoy it. I want to do it while I can. So when I get that age, it's like, Tim, what are you doing? I'm butt naked in my house. Leave me alone. I see you on Tuesday for lunch. Like, (laughs) you know, so I want to do that now. And I think that's what's next come summertime. But right now, I really want these girls and these boys in the community to get as much of me as I can give before May and June, just before I decide. Which is really, because sometimes like, well, I better stay one more year. Or now there's this person that needs me. And then this person might need me. And that's like 15 years later, you're still like, I still haven't gone. And I've been here four years. And it took that mindset. Like I moved here four years ago to pour into my mom and my grandmother to give the community here something more um, for the low, you know. And now I'm like, no, I did that. I've done enough massages, enough female events, enough meditations outside, enough, not just enough for them, but enough in my head that like, you, my therapist said you should go into therapy, uh, into psychology. And I went, that was that. Yes, I need it. You know, that was the, you've done enough energy. She said, if you don't think you've reached anyone as your therapist, you should really be a therapist one day. And I went, okay. And we haven't, she's not my therapist anymore. We're friends. We go for drinks. So it's a, I did it for me. But now no one else's congratulations, you made it. But my therapist of almost three years was like, hey, I think you should be done with therapy. I love you. Um, You should be a therapist. You've done the work. You, you good. And I was like, ah, we good. So now I can move forward. Like I moved back home and I stopped doing what I was doing to be that, to be a better uncle. And my nephew, his last birthday, and I know this is random, but he was like, in February, he was like, grandma, can you take me to go get my hair like Uncle Tim's? Because my hair was blue back then, uh, two months ago. He was like, and I want Spider-Man tattoos. And I was like, why does he want Spider-Man tattoos? So he got a Spider-Man tattoo on his neck. He got a Spider-Man swinging from a web. He put his tattoos where mine were. He was like, I want to be a superhero like my Uncle Tim. And I was like, I'm good. Like as a person, you don't have to. That's the ultimate, like, I, and my brother was like, yeah, my son want to be like his uncle and who what better role model. And I was like, uh, whatever I do next, I'm good. Like, I, I, I've made it. I've, it to, to the four-year-old who sees me as a superhero, I've already made it. So we good, you know? And that was kind of like my, uh, you know? And that was literally right before Valentine's Day this year that I was like, okay, so what do I do next? Now that my nephew sees me. I no longer have to get him to be like, hey, it's your uncle. He's like, Uncle Tim, I miss you. I love you. You're my superhero. He calls me Superman and he calls my brother Batman. And I'm like, okay, we good. Like, what next? So, yeah. There's, well, there's something of like, we got to keep working, we got to keep doing because it's like we're afraid to feel ourselves. But I actually like just recently was with a man who does breath work who I, everything in me changed because he didn't have to do or be anything. It was just like to see, to be with someone so settled and then I got to be, it's like to be in the presence of someone and say like, I need to teach you or give you just to be with someone like that. I went, cause normally I'm like, okay, I don't know you. So I'm kind of like, I don't know what I'm trying to navigate. Like what I put out there, what I don't share. I just was like, I don't think I've ever felt that comfortable in myself as a female with a man before either, mm. because he was so settled. So you've got two, you can be energetic and settled at the same time. Like, oh, it's actually the presence as, as much as 
breathing and massage because people can be really so great. Oh, I get that from so many women. Like, Tim, I just feel calm around you and it blows my mind because I'm like, well, that's the message. If you then pour it, pass that on. Like how yeah. you feel when you're with me, take that home, pour it into your kids or your spouse or go to work with it. So you're no longer, I hate my job. These people are crazy. It's more of a, be the beacon, be your own lighthouse. So that way everybody's like, dang, she amazing. And it's like, yeah, she is. She, she found, she, she realized it. Like, I tell my friends, I tell you, you're amazing. And once you start to realize you're amazing, then you require it. Like, oh, no, I'm the shit. Yeah. yeah. Don't be this way to me. Watch how you speak to me. That's not okay no more. X, Y, and Z comes to the forefront because it's like, I deserve better. I'm worth more. I'm the shit. Like, move mountains for me. Not in an ego way, but in a, I'm so humbled to realize that I'm one of we. Like, I'm no longer me, I'm a we. Like, we got this, and mm. we all right. And, 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 I think that's what's happening for all of us who are taking the time to do the work. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's definitely shown the so much of the I, or don't tell me what to do. Like, we've seen our individuality, like, really harm people. The whole thing, the we, is, like, a new thing to, to uh, <laughs> exist in. us. Yeah, the us, like we, if we're not going to rise, if it's like, you know, we're whacking people off. We're not going to rise on a ladder. We're not yeah. going to rise on a ladder. It's, there's no way. Like, that's what needs to change. Like, there's no way I see a ladder. Like, and I know we've had this conversation before, but me and Jonah have been friends since seventh grade, and there's never been an urge of competition. And we've literally had the same life. You know what I mean? And it's always been, I'm so proud of you on both ends that it's always felt like, yeah, I don't know what competition feels like. I do hate it when I see it, but to say that I've known someone most of my life and it's like, he's an artist who I'm proud of. I'm Mm. like, look at him, you know, like look at him as opposed to, uh, look at him. It's the energy behind it. Look at him, you know, double dash together. So that's the feeling of, listen to us a year ago like we had just met and now we have a dialogue like i couldn't wait to get on the phone I'm like are we zooming are we are we facetiming <laughs> how are we getting on and so i think <laughs> the, the comfortability that comes with being vulnerable like you were so vulnerable and so was i that now it's like a hey tim how you been you know yeah well when you go to, i want to go to costa rica i'm supposed to go for a breath work training Ooh. so i we need to do some retreats together because i'm like this is not going to be enough for me no like, <laughs> I, I was just telling my girlfriend i was like i have my interview again and i'm so excited just to tell you like this is an amazing your platform of what you're doing with is giving other artists and i've listened to like i said i've listened to some of the stories for me it's beautiful to hear you giving other artists a platform to work out their insecurities as artists that we normally don't get to work out once we're done off the stage. You know, it's something we don't talk about with our husbands or our wives or, or, or we never really discuss the of not being a full-time performer anymore to hear a lot of the women, especially give you that energy of where they are as moms or as no longer a showgirl. It was so humbling and of like, yeah, we're human. We're no, we're not the people in shiny costumes on stage all the time, you know? So kudos to you. Cause this is for me, just to hear my other black male dancer on your podcast, you've given two platforms to people, voices who didn't, as well as I'm hearing the women and the diversity of your 
of what you're doing. So we've had yeah. maybe six black men. I'm not the, the black women because I didn't do Jubilee, but Billy Goodson, like I just feel like that was yeah. important to me. But I'm like, their story's different. But like story's different. I, I just love the 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 collection of your journey through your podcast, hearing our stories because our stories are unique to us, but also quite the same. How similar they are, how we all fell short in the same ways. That it's like, wow, if we all were vulnerable enough then to lean on each other how many of those moments would have been smaller because it was all of us going through it and not uh, number 18 in the corner worried about getting a gig. Nope, all 50 of us are. You know, let's all take a deep breath together. And whoever gets it uh, buys all of us a shot. Like your first oh my gosh. That would be such a different energy if we went yeah. into the arts that way with that vulnerability of, yeah, we get it. We all in the same place. I had to pee twice before I put on my tights. Like, we're all yeah. nervous. you know, I didn't we know my number either, but we're not taught that. I'm trying to, not trying, I'm doing that with this, and so are you, that even though they don't get all of what you're talking about, listening to 10 of your podcasts, you get enough of, oh, I should probably do things differently, just a little differently. Maybe I didn't see this blind spot in my life. Maybe this was missing, but I'm going to take that because they making it through it. You know, uh, I'm not alone because she went through that as well. I, I thought I was alone in that journey. So I think that's a that's a beautiful thing, especially in this time. People need to be vulnerable because the walls are killing us. These walls of I got it. I'm OK. Don't worry about me. My children are fine. It's like, yeah, baby, we all went through last year. We're all stuck with our families. Are you good? You know, blink yeah. twice. So. <laughs> oh well, I don't know if you want to go into this now, but I know that you yeah. have a new love in your life and the pictures of you, oh. like there, the joy radiates, like there's people like, look at me with my perfect, you know, it, it's all kind of looks like for show. Yours looks so genuinely joyful. And I don't know, there's something so beautiful that go somehow comes yeah. to the photo because if you waited seven years or waited or whatever life circumstances, yeah. like you're different now. Cause I'm thinking I do want to date eventually, or maybe not who I would have picked a few years ago is very different than what I want yes. now because I'm different. And so yeah. that seven year growth and who and how there's it's just something. A, it's, is it's been a, it's been the debates me and her have because I've spent not just seven years single. It was, I was dating or sleeping with people, but it wasn't, I haven't been in nothing serious or committed in seven years. And before that, everything, nothing worked longer than three to six months because of my life and me. So it's a daily reminder that I'm not where most men are and I'm always around women. So it's a, it's beautiful being with someone who sees me, hears me and feels me. And the challenge is she's not like the women I teach or the women I coach, or I can, I have to remind me all the time to not put her in the hey, this is teacher Tim's voice, but also let her know like you get all of me for free. So what do you need? Let's go out in the park and meditate and to be with someone who who's ready. Like, yeah, where you want to go? Like we went rock climbing this past weekend and it was so, uh, hey, do you want to do that? And she was like, yeah, let's go indoor climbing and then outdoor. And I went, fuck yeah. So it's yeah. a, I met someone who looks at me and goes, you sure you want to jump? Cause I got wings if you got wings. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Uh, and that is what's genuine and what 
she's like, you're such a millennial. And I'm older than her by four years. And she's like, you're such a millennial. And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, I am. Like, I'm a millennial. Like, I'm an 85 baby. I love technology. I love the world. But I also want to be seen. Like, hey, I'm here. And I'm good. I'm not taking pictures of my food. I'm not tweeting on the toilet. Like, no, <laughs> but I am. She was like, you're so unapologetic. And I was like, I've met beautiful women in my life who allowed me to be me when I was unsure of me. So now seven years of being in the mirror with myself and COVID, it was kind of like a close one door to open another. And I really did. Once one door closed, it was like, hey, I see you. And it was, the rest is history. Like I'm day by day, I get happier because communication and honest communication uh, the things I didn't know when I was younger, I put into, I require not just from her, but from me every day. Like, are you okay? And if you're not okay, tell me, because I want to know where you are, not just on a walking on eggshells, but to communicate is hard and, and to be vulnerable is hard. And so if I can do it with 200 women, why wouldn't I do it with the one I lay my head with? So it's a, it's a not work. I hate when people say relationships take work. That's weird. I think it's a not compromise either. It's an understanding and an understanding. I understand her and she understands me. And so we meet in the middle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm, I'm really happy for you. I mean, I, I know that in the way this year has been so hard on so many levels, yeah. but the things that are like, we would maybe not have, we've been on a growth path for a while, but it is just really beautiful to reconnect and go. Oh, well, we you have look to. healthier. I told you that at the beginning before we recorded. You seem brighter. You seem up. Like, hey, this is who I am. Like, meet me where I am or don't meet me at all. I can no longer meet you where you are, you know? So that's, uh, it's good to see growth on both ends. Uh, and and yeah. the enchantment of it all. <laughs> Isn't that like, that word is just so fun to me. I'm, like, I'm literally going to just, I think I have a class may be dedicated to enchanting, like just enchantments. And I'm going to play some enchanting uh, ethereal music. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. I think that was, you gave me a good nugget to soak in myself <laughs> and pour into others with. I love it. Cause I did that with our virtual dance day and then people started posting pictures and one girl was meditating in the way the sun was coming in the window she goes that's my enchantment so people all of a sudden were like sharing it and you're like because it's all different it's like it's like i've had and so oh that's not mine i'm like oh i'm happy that that's yours yeah. i love i love that you love your puppy licking up your nose appreciation is like i don't have kids but i love that you love your children yeah type of and it's like yeah i'm I was single and i'm like i love marriage i love those kind of things but now that i'm with someone i'm like oh we holding hands in public because I love it. So let's do it. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I'm putting my hand on your butt in, in the diner because I love it. So we're doing it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's an appreciation of where everybody is in a positive and balanced way. Like, I appreciate your growth. When you tell me your growth, like, I'm not a mind reader. So to hear your growth, I'm like, wow, you're not the same person. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, because some people that's scary when one start when people start to grow around you and if you're not growing, it's very threatening. It's very scary. You know, it's like you realize your growth may not be their growth. Your growth may be realizing your insecurities in growing. Like, oh, I'm growing. I'm not mad that they're growing. I'm mad that my growth is different. It's a okay, 
they are going right. Should I be going right? It's like, no, 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 no. Your growth is telling you to go left. So follow that first mind of go left. It'll, it may not be visually easier, but it may be exactly the path you need, you need, not they. So it's a, I realize my path is one of those upper mountains. It's not a bad path, but if you don't know how to drive, it's really shit. <laughs> so like, I know how to drive and I've had enough years of driving in different countries and different size cars that my mountain path is beautiful to me. Like the shaded part is shaded for a reason and the sunny part is like, look at this sun, give me a minute, you know? So I'm really, I'm really happy with the upwardness of my life. Yeah. Everything you say, I'm like, okay, this is pretty great place to end. Oh, wait, no, this is also a really good one. Because sometimes <laughs> I ask a question and like, and then I go, I can't say anything more to that. That was beautiful. And I'm just, I feel very honored to, to know you and to get to reconnect. And you're, there's people that come in your life and, and I'm like, you will stand out for the rest of my life. When I'm in the senior home and I'm teaching people how to, you know, do a kickball change, I'll still go. There was this guy, Tim, that totally impacted my life. Um, and that's, that's what's so oh. fun. We, we meet people. Like, why do we remember yes. certain people in our cast and other people? Like, I know I did the show with them, but there's those people that, that change, yes. they shine, oh. they bring something that makes you go, Oh, instead of oh, just, this yeah. means the world to me. I, I really enjoyed you reaching out and it was your bravery to just reach out to someone you've never met. You didn't know. And it was kind of like, Hey, you were in the show that I was in. Um, I want to interview you. And I'm like, yeah, during COVID, of course, like not even <laughs> the, the, the willingness to talk about conversations and things that weren't okay. It was like, mm, to be that person, it was so beautiful as a black man to have an older white woman go, hey, I want to talk to you and I don't care if it gets ugly. And we just met, so record. And I'm like, that's what's up. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. So yeah, uh, anytime. If you want to do a part three in a year, I I'll, absolutely. If I have Wi-Fi. I'll be sitting there with the sky, like, hey, hold on one second. Like, you know, you can put on a, a turban, a, a toga, something, like, depending on where right. I am. You could be living in a cave somewhere. Yeah, Listen, it's like, just, which is the what? fun thing. I don't think I'd be surprised. I mean, I'd yeah. be like, and a fun surprise. Like, well, that makes sense. He's on a different yeah. journey, and it's not like predictable. I don't so, know. <laughs> which is so great. I think a lot of us realize we didn't know anything anyway. We thought we did and we didn't really know anything like, Oh, my retirement thing. Yeah. That, okay. That's not a thing, but we have to let go. And I think it is like, if I just think of it, if this is it, like, what if this is it? Like I have to really enjoy this day. And so like, you know, I got this many banks and I got this much money to get through. Or I'm going to live here forever. I'm like, I don't know. I might be on an Island next to you. We'll just send messages and bottles. <laughs> The little ones too. Use the little ones. <laughs> Something that's not going to kill the turtles in the environment. <laughs> I love you. I love you, and keep going. If you don't hear yeah. me, keep going. Like this. Was Thank you. Amazing. This is amazing. And you too. Like, I'm just excited for your journey. And we will, I really do think we have to do a, a retreat or something together yeah, with all these it. embodied and oh. healing and play and it's all, all on that. the paper. So just all right. take me. I love it. You keep dreaming. Yeah. Take care, stay safe, and keep keep loving. Yes. <laughs>